there, there it is. is. Yeah, there it goes. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> the internet just slows down just for us, but uh, we're here. And uh, you ever get stage fright and not worried about speaking to somebody or maybe booking a gig? That's what we're going to be talking about today. So here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah, <laughs> it is time for us to drop all right all you business pros out there before we jump into the show just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today give us a like give us a follow subscribe and drop a review help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings we will sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it and if you want to be a guest on the show we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well Go to www.businessbros.biz slash guest to schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we are so excited and so honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today believes that whether or not you consider yourself a public speaker, every single one of us has a story and an expertise that can leave a significant impact on our world if only we have the courage to share. Speaking is our guest's passion and obsession. At just 22 years old, our guest found herself teaching interpersonal communication at Cal State Fullerton, and she's only grown from there. She's now been on stage at over 500 speaking engagements. She's a published author. She's created a speaker network of over 600 members in Orange County, and she's developed a speaking academy to teach others what she knows and loves. So if you want to learn how to get speaking gigs now, you'd better tune in and give a warm welcome to our awesome guest, Lisa Reed. How you like that intro, Lisa? I mean, you have stepped on a lot of stages. You've had intros done. What do you think of James's? Top, top, number one. Best, best intro ever. Love it. <laughs> you win. I have a so, little bit of fun. I have a little fun. So now you're fired up. Now you're ready to go, right? We're stepping on a stage. I don't think people quite realize when they do a show like this, when they do a podcast, it is the equivalent of stepping on a stage, whether you're stepping in front of 10 people in a room, 100 people, or 1,000 people, or more, depending on how many views this gets. It's like stepping on a stage. I don't think it means what you think it means. I think it does. I think it does. So <laughs> what kind of advice, I mean, Lisa, right off the bat, people would rather be in the coffin than giving the eulogy. Right off the bat, what kind of advice can you give people to just kind of get out of their skin and get out there and start telling their story? Well, I think the, the reality is now with Zoom and, and all those virtual meetings, now more than ever, we're whether you wanted to or not, you're kind of being pushed out into that into that atmosphere of needing to be on video, needing to be on front of the camera. And so now more than ever, you're really wanting to make sure you have your game set up, like your professional setting, your professional look, have a plan of what you're gonna say. It doesn't need to be, I wouldn't recommend reading it word for word, but have a plan ahead of time of what you're gonna say. And that's just for the everyday person um, in business. 
But if you want to become a speaker to market your business, there's five things that I always recommend people have straight out the gate. And number one is you need to have a professional photo, like a headshot. This isn't from the 80s. It isn't, uh, if, if it starts to look outdated, you want to have something a little bit more updated, of course. I usually recommend every two to three years, get a new one. Um, number two, you want to have a bio, like you guys would make great bios. I love that. You're, you're professionals at creating bios for people. And, but there's also like a, a bio and then a speaker bio, like how would you want to be introduced? Uh, number three, you want to have a talk title that is sexy, attractive, cool, compelling, creative, direct. And number four, you want to have a description of your talk ready. So that if you say, oh, I'm a speaker, people go, well, what do you speak about? You want to have that ready to go. And then the fifth thing you need to have is at least three learning points of whatever your talk is. And all of those things I cover, the, I cover the, the title, the description, and the learning points in my Get Your Talk Ready to Rock sessions, because you have to have that. If you're going to be a speaker, you have to have something that you're speaking about. It has to be a plan. It can't just be, oh, I'm really good at speaking on everything, anything. No, that's not, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about having a plan. You know, and, and then you look at people on the stage, there's some people who are great, phenomenal speakers, and it looks like they're going off the cuff, right? It looks like they they're have not. this thing. Yeah. And, and I want to know, right, when you see those people who look like they've naturally been speaking and they're super comfortable on stage, how much of that is scripted, practiced, rehearsed? They're telling the same stories over and over again. I think a lot of it is. And and it's not so much that, like, I actually don't write scripts for my clients. I don't recommend, like, a memorized script. But after you've done something a few times, you told the story a few times, it starts to go into that um, un unconscious competence where you just know it and you, you don't have to rehearse. But leading up to that, if you're at conscious incompetence, that means you don't, you know that you don't know what you're doing, but you're if at conscious competence, that means you know what you're doing, but you're still like getting through those rough patches, getting through the, the kinks. And you have to start somewhere. I always say you got to start somewhere. You're not going to be like the best speaker in the whole wide world when you've never given a speaking engagement. You got to mm -hmm. give yourself some grace, like do it 20 times. I always recommend rehearsing. Absolutely. I will talk in front of my dog she she has heard my talk so many times. <laughs> just, my my family's like, oh, she's in there practicing. I practice all the time. And it it comes down to timing, having you know. I'm I'm reminded of like Kevin Hart, right? Kevin Hart was on uh, on Joe Rogan's show, and he was talking about how you know he came out, and everybody was like, dude, this guy came out of nowhere. But they didn't see the 15 years of him going to different clubs and writing out a joke and testing it out and seeing how well it went, and then rewrite don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something yeah so it's a matter of practice and practice and practice Absolutely. when you were talking about setting up your you know a couple different things that you're going to talk about is there anything uh that we should be focused on to kind of come up with those topics that you know maybe like certain stories that come out because i mean it's one thing to go out there and just point at a powerpoint and say look these are the things that i'm, I'm talking about it's another yeah, thing to bring yeah life into your into your into your uh your speaking gig yeah one of the things that people tend to make a mistake in is they they want to give every single like you imagine like 
if you were talking about all the things you know about real estate or, you know, James is talking about all the things he knows about insurance, that could fill days worth of, of content, right? At hours and hours and hours. You got to imagine as a speaker, you got 30 minutes, which there's five minutes of intro, five minutes of closing it up. So you're now down to 20 minutes. So you, you need to decide what are the main points that people could really benefit from. And not just like, I'm so amazing. Here's my product. It's so great. Don't you want to buy it? That's not what I'm talking about. It's more of like, well, who's the audience and what, what problem do you solve for them? What myths are you um, constantly uh, overcoming where people go, oh, well, I thought, you know, like say you're a chiropractor and people are like, oh, well, I thought chiropractors only help you if your back is out of alignment or I thought they just crack you. Well, there's, that's a myth about chiropractor. I'm not a chiropractor. Do not take my medical advice. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, that would be a myth that a chiropractor could say, you know, did you know that chiropractic can help with all these, you know, ailments, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, that would be something, I mean, I'm just speaking off the cuff, but it's a different way to look at like, how do you help people solve a problem or tell a story? Like maybe it's like this person came in, they were suffering from A, B, C, D, F, G, and we did, you know, X, Y, Z to help them in three treatments. Wouldn't you want that if you were suffering from migraines? You know what I'm saying? So when you're speaking from the stage, is it safe to say that you're oftentimes or almost every time selling something, maybe not a specific product or service, but you are selling your story. You are selling your knowledge. You are selling your ambition to wherever it is you want to go. And oftentimes you're actually are selling a product or service. Are Absolutely. you taking that into consideration when you're writing out what it is that you're going to talk about? Yes. In fact, it's almost like you're in my mind, which is really cool. That's a monetization strategy is a big part of what I teach in my academy, because a lot of times speakers are so passionate about what they talk about. They they get so excited and then they forget to do the call to action at the end or they don't have a plan. I, I've had some of the most seasoned speakers say, OK, I'm so excited for my talk tomorrow. I'm like, awesome. What are you going to offer? What What's your offer? And they're like, oh, I forgot. I don't know. And I'm like, no, 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 we never want that to happen. You want to have a plan. So it doesn't seem salesy. So you're not creepy or anything. It doesn't mean that, or you're, you know, shoving your product down their throat, but you need to have a plan that works for your business. Like I would say, like, we want to pull the thread all the way through. What's your end game so that you can make the learning points support that. So it all makes sense. So it's not just out of left field. Yeah. I have a, I'm a big fan of Russell Brunson. He has a book called Expert Secrets. And in there, he lays out a description for what he calls the perfect webinar, which is essentially you're laying out your sales pitch for um, for telling your your story, your product story, right? Uh, and he, he also refers to A Hero's Two Journeys. Uh, and he refers to what uh, what Donald Miller refers to, story branding, where you're guiding the audience through something. Uh, how much time should we be spending on learning these different types of storytelling strategies to kind of help what we're doing? Or is that something that's already embedded in the course that you have? You know, I think it can, that you know, Russell Brunson, such a, he's a genius. Um, but it can be overwhelming to start to research too much and feel like, oh, I need to know everything before I get into something. And so I think that's where it can get really tricky for an entrepreneur who's like, I want to be a speaker, but I've actually had this happen before where someone says, I want to be a speaker, but I need to get my speaker reel first. I said, well, how can you get a speaker reel if you've never been a speaker? You can't like, I mean, you could get a fake one, but I, I, you know, 60% of the time it works every time. Exactly. 
So what I do is I help uh, my clients create a plan that's really going to work for them. Like if I know that someone's going to get super overwhelmed with a bunch of technology, we're not going to go there, right? I have some clients who get um, really seduced by, oh, now I need to know this and I have to learn this and I got to do, I got to research that before I become a speaker. So I'm, I'm a, of the school of perfect is better or no, done is better than perfect any day of the week, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we got to get it done, get yourself out there, a little scooch out there and then tweak and learn and evolve as you go. Fine by me. How about you how about growing? Like, okay, now we, we got an idea. I know that I need to come up with my bio. I know that I have to have my headshots. I know that I have to have my description. I know I should have my talking points. I have my call to action. I'm ready to be a speaker, right? Or at least I think I am, right? I'm right, like, right, right, yeah. Stage, whole different ballgame. So I'm ready to be a speaker. Where do I find gig work? Great question. So this is where, again, it comes into the strategy because not every speaking gig is for every speaker. Not every audience is for every speaker. So one of the things that we'll talk about is how do you start to identify who your perfect audience is? One way of doing that is, well, who who are your current clients? Who are your favorite clients? Where are they hanging out? That that That's one layer that we're going to go into. And then um, the other one is like, who offers speakers? And then can you find those same people at the places that offer speakers? A really easy way is to like, say if you speak to um, engineers, for example, say that's your, your perfect client for whatever reason. And did you know that there's a ton of engineering associations that all invite, or most of them invite speakers. There's, there's certain uh, speaking engagement that could happen every single month. Now, if you found one chapter, just imagine this is where it starts to like get, there's so many opportunities. You find one engineering association that happens to be a national association. So even if we were just in Southern California, which we are currently, you've got your, your main counties, you know, San Diego County, LA County, Orange County, Inland Empire, four just in driving distance. Imagine each that each county has that association. So then that means you could get four gigs in one phone call, like four gigs in, in just talking to somebody. Um, but then they go, oh, wow, we really love you. Could you speak at our Northern California? Could you speak in Oregon? Could you speak, you know, and then it starts to go boom, 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 boom. Like it gets from one, one association could balloon like that. Show me the money! That's exactly where my question was going next, right? But I'm, I'm just getting started in public speaking. Like, what am I supposed to charge? Is it 200 bucks? Is it 500 bucks? I'm just glad that they said yes and they're giving me a stage. Should I do it for free? Like these are- If you're good at something, never do it for free. You knew where I was going. You knew where I was going with that. It's right? like you guys are reading each other's minds. It's exactly. Like we've been knowing each other for 37 years. So what do we, what do we, what do we do? How do we charge? How do we even gauge ourselves and price ourselves? I don't want to, you know, undervalue myself, but I don't want to price myself out where they're like, yeah, we were thinking about hiring you, but <laughs> you're too expensive. Yeah. That is such a common question. And part of it comes from uh, the, the, what do I charge for speaking? Part of it comes from sometimes a limited perspective on what speaking can do for your business and looking at the speaker fee as your only way to monetize being a speaker. Now, if we revisit what we were talking about before, that you actually have a call to action that makes sense for your business and you know is a proven method to get you clients, that could actually earn you way more than a speaker fee. So each time you're looking, you got to consider all those factors and see like not 
um, just the speaker fee, but is that is is the opportunity to speak in front of that audience worth way more than that? And is that worth your time? Those are questions you need to determine for yourself. Um, a lot of times a brand new speaker probably isn't going to straight out the gate charge thousands of dollars. But there are ways to get your feet wet. And it's funny because I, I always talk about this where people like don't want to learn the scales, but they want to be able to play the concerto. It's like, you got to start somewhere. Like you have to, the first time you tied your shoes was, wasn't a success probably. You had to, you know, flub it up a couple of times. So I never recommend going to your absolute best ideal speaking engagement where they're paying you tons of money as your first speaking engagement, right? Like, no, you want to get out there try it out on a few live audiences like you could still get clients this way and but i would say like the low risk like that's what i would always recommend people start with like start with a low risk audience where you're not so like so nervous it's such a big opportunity oh my god you're gonna like freak yourself out but you just ease into it yeah because then you could totally like oh my god i forgot my off i forgot to tell them what to do and i left and everyone said it was great but i didn't make any money uh you know that's we don't want that so you just want to be able to practice enough to to get to that point skills I've acquired over a very long career. <laughs> so let's, let's say that we do get a few jobs here and there. Yeah. Um, and uh, we, we actually pick this up or, or, you know what, let's, let's go, let's, let's turn the back. Let's go back a little bit. Uh, what industry do I need to be in to be a public speaker? Like, what if I'm a plumber? Do I, can I be a public speaker if I'm a plumber? Can Absolutely. I, you know, what if, what if yes. I'm a podcast host? Can I be a speaker if I'm a podcast host? Like what, yes. what type of person should you be professionally so you can go hunting for these jobs? Actually, it's, it's industry agnostic. Like imagine you're a plumber who has a really successful plumbing business. Well, guess what? There's also associations for plumbers. There are associations for construction. So say if you, again, this has to make sense. It's got to make sense for the business and the person. I am sure there are plumbers out there, not, a, not maybe a lot, but I'm sure there are some plumbers out there who would love to be a speaker, right? And maybe they go, gosh, I've really, you know, I've been plumbing for so long, so many decades. I really want to give back to my plumbing community. Like I could teach another person like how to create a plumbing business like that. And I've actually created a program. I've got an online course or a coaching program or a mastermind, whatever, you know, some something or a book I created. And so they could feasibly go speak to plumbing associations or um, places where other plumbers could really use that support, or they could take it online and do Facebook. You know, they could do so many different things with that. So it's, it's really industry agnostic. Okay, cool. Cause, cause you know, I was thinking of that as you're talking about it, I'm like, okay, well, I'm a podcast host. Do I want to talk to other podcasters? No, I'd probably want to talk to other people who need to expand their marketing, right? Yes. The other yes. entrepreneurs. There um, are speakers who do that. There are people who like teach you how to podcast. And I've actually recommended you guys a few times. Cause I said, not only do they have, a, you know, they have their, their own professions, but they're also making a business out of hosting podcasts and can show you then, and I'm not taking that to the next level of like showing other people, how do you make money during podcasts? There's tons of people who could benefit from that information. Tons of people, entrepreneurs, yeah. business owners, you know, all that, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause every single person needs to grow marketing. I'm going to use this minute right here to do a cheap plug. Ladies and gents, look, this is what it comes down to. You need to put your information out there as often as you possibly can. It's like the whole speaking gig we're talking about here. 
you can't get out and get be become a phenomenal speaker if you don't actually do the work and do that first episode, right? Or that first speaking gig. It's not going to be your best, I promise you, because you're going to get better every single time. You need to post content every single day so that your content starts getting recognized and then you can start building your brand. So if you need help doing that, we can help you. Go to businessbros.biz slash done for you. We'll sit down in the 30 minute interview, just like I'm doing right here with Lisa. And we're going to take this long form piece of content, break it up. And now you have content for the entire month. So people know who you are, and then you can start getting those gigs. You can start going on other podcasts. You can start perfecting the, what you're saying, your stories and all that stuff. So Lisa, I surrender to your will. That was perfect, dude. I coughed right when you hit that thing. So that was perfect. <laughs> Uh, so, so you're getting, you're getting people to have the confidence to get up and be on a stage. You're showing them the tools that are necessary. What was your journey like writing your book and getting that information from in here onto that, onto that piece of paper and onto the course? Well, actually the journey for the book was really easy. Surprisingly, I found the right person to help me format it all. And I already had it all written out in another format. So it actually starts back when I first started my business back in 2017. I had been a speaker already for a few years. I had had, you know, I booked over 80 gigs in my first year and people immediately started asking me because I'm, I'm uh, the founder of OC Speakers Network. OC stands for Orange County. But um, people, speakers were asking me all the time, how did you get that many gigs? What did you do? Are you bribing these people? Like what's going on? And so I started literally writing out what was I exactly saying? What were the activities that I was doing? Where was I looking? What was I, you know, all the things that I still use today. So it's not like I, I just like, oh, I'm so great. I don't ever use these tactics anymore. No, I still use all this stuff. It works. It works all the time. I booked 50 gigs in virtual gigs in um, since April to December of 2020. So then it was really easy to put the book together because I already had a lot of content already already done and, and organized. All right. COVID is hit and you brought something, uh, a good point here. You booked 50 gigs, which is impressive, by the way. Super impressive. Yes. Round of applause from the, from the uh, audience. Uh, of those 50 gigs, are they still being paid ever since we had COVID? Or, you know, are people kind of pulling back on those paid uh, gigs, but it still gives you the opportunity to be in front of an audience? Yeah. My strategy is not to chase the speaking fee. To be honest, that to me is a different, it's a different approach, different strategy. So what I do is I look at, is the audience a fit for me? Who is in the room that could be a potential client for me? And I already know if, if the audience has entrepreneurs, um, women business owners, I work with men as well. Um, like if they're networking for business, then that's a good audience for me. Because those are the, there's always people in the audience who are like, I've always wanted to be a speaker. I've like that's a way that you can use to market your business. It's a fun way if you love speaking. A terrifying way if you hate speaking, but really fun if you like it. Well, let's talk about some of this fun stuff, okay? So when you show up to a venue, uh, I mean, you haven't shown up to a venue probably in a while, but when you show up to a venue, venue. <laughs> right, you, you usually get like a VIP pass because you're or a speaker pass. You get something a little bit different. You get access to talk to other speakers, mm -hmm. uh, which is awesome as a networking event. And then something amazing happens when you're done speaking that a lot of people kind of see, but they don't quite understand. I want to know from a speaker's perspective, when you're done speaking, and then everybody comes and talks to you. What is that like? And what do you use that time for? 
usually I that what that's like is um, very satisfying, very fulfilling because you know that your time has been well spent. Right. If you're out networking, you've probably had that experience where you're like, oh, my gosh, this is such a waste of that, you know, and and maybe you left with nothing. Right. But when you're a speaker, rarely leaving with nothing. Right. You were there at the networking event or the event, but you are leaving with something. And so so that feels really good as a as an entrepreneur, like, OK, my time was really well spent. But more than that, for me, it's the connection of I always have faith that whoever's in the room was supposed to be there. There was somebody who needed to, even if it's just one person, I don't care. If there was someone in that room who needed to hear what I had to say that day and who's going to benefit and their life is going to change, then that's that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help people make an impact. And one of the ways that you can make an impact is by reaching more people. What are some of the biggest struggles that you've come across? And every business has them, right? We we decide that we're going to start a new venture. And when we decide we're going to start a new venture, everything is supposed to go perfectly, right? All the dominoes <laughs> are supposed to line up. And then we realize real quick, like, oh, maybe not. What are some yeah. of the hurdles that you've come across and how have you overcome them? Oh, my gosh. Uh, so many. I think as an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges I have had is getting my courses and all the content packaged the way I want it to to be and the way that it serves people the best. And once you have it done or once I had it like that way, it was really easy. But if I look back, speaking of the um, the Kevin Hart example, it's like, yeah, but how many iterations did it take to get there? I mean, it, it wasn't like, gosh, if I had just known this in the beginning, I would have just done this in the beginning, but it took some testing and trying and different ways and different ways of, of selling it and different you know, lengths of time to find that sweet spot. So I think that that that's um, probably the trickiest part because there's not like this exact formula for it. There's there's formulas. I know there's formulas for it, but it's also such a personal decision too. So I think that's yeah. one of the biggest challenges. Yeah, I, I I think I'm I tend to be my own biggest burden when it comes to doing things. Uh, I think we suffer from that next shiny object, right? So we're we're deciding that this is the path that I want to go on, and then you hit an obstacle, and you're like, ah, how do I solve this problem? And you see over here to the right this shiny object that's like, ooh, that'll solve my problem really fast, and you try it, and it becomes a time suck. Oftentimes, yes. you know, you you spend money, you spend uh, time on that thing, and it doesn't necessarily solve the problem but it opens your eyes to something else. And I, I fall into that trap often over and over and over again. Luckily I got another, you know, a, a bro over here who kind of lines me up. Um, like, Come on, back to center, back to, back center. to center, back to center. But that's, Dude, I almost had you. That, that's the power of having, you know, a, a partner or having a mentor or having a coach. When you're talking to your clients who come on board, they're easily, they're going to easily be distracted by anything yes. that's, uh, stepping away from the stage because the stage can be uncomfortable, right? Yeah. We're always walking away from the, from that uncomfortable uh, position. So when you're talking to your clients, when you're helping your clients out, what are some of the strategies and tactics that you help them stay focused and in line uh, to achieve their goal? Well, one of the things is in my academy, there are seven modules. And so we go through each module where they get to watch it and then they come in with their questions. And so I know that they're getting the foundation of everything that they need to move forward. And even, um, and then I'm checking like, okay, did I receive this from, you know, do you have your speaker introduction done? Okay, great. I need that by next week. So sometimes I don't like to be a micromanager and that's not what I'm here for, but if I need to bring that out, I will <laughs> for your own good. Um, but in a very, you know, like throw me a, 
put a draft together. Let me see it. Here's a, here's a, here's a template that you can follow. Okay, great. Put your own words in there. It's got to be you. I'll check it. You know, so that way they don't feel alone in the process. Cause I get that where you're just like, I don't, if it's too wide of a space and it's just too open and we could go anywhere, you could get distracted. You could get off track. Again, you, I, I call it, um, you're, you're alphabetizing your your uh, paper clips. And I'm like, we don't need to, <laughs> that is not a task we need to focus on right now. We need to like get the money in the bank, right? So a lot of times initially, like I had one client who, um, when I initially did a strategy session with her, she was she had um, a workshop that she had delivered in. I said, okay, cool. How much, you know, what do you charge for it? She's like, oh, $10. I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, that's not, you're gonna retire on that. So we need to like, figure out a new strategy right and you know it was great because she got to you know test it out over the years and such but now she was like wanting to take this to another level so she just we decided on a rate she's like okay maybe 27 dollars. i'm like eh, keep keep it. <laughs> so we got to 79 i'm like okay I'll, i will accept 79 for now um because i want to get some success right like okay cool get some success so she she goes out there first time ever have paying charging that much for her work she got 10 people registered and then, um, which is awesome. I was like, cool. Like this is in the first week of her being in my academy. So she's like, like hit the ground running, love it. So then she shows me the, the slides. <clears throat> and I'm like, cool, How? what are we gonna do to the call to action? What's gonna happen at the end? Like how are people going to then go to the next step? And she's like, well, they can go to A to B to C to D to F to G to five. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, wait, wait, what? I'm like, I'm confused, Where, where are we doing? So then I go, why don't we just do, you know, this simple, you know, tactic. And she's like, oh, oh my gosh, that's all I have to do. They just have to click that link. I'm like, yes, let's just click the link. And that's it. And then so she got three people. So 10 people showed up, three people clicked on the link and scheduled up a call with her. And she closed two of them and got one-on-one -on -one coaching clients. I'm like, success, like in the first two weeks. And, and see, but that's the power of having that mentor, having that coach, right? Because it was more than just the speaking gig here. You're helping people with some of the processes. Like you're standing on the stage for a reason. You're talking to people for a reason. You want to close some business. You want to work with the people that right. you're talking with. So part of what you're doing, if I'm hearing you correctly, is you're helping them close that business by having a process where the, yes. where the person who's listening to them can take that next action step, get in contact, put their credit card in and exactly. make a transaction happen. So let's, uh, let's make sure, I mean, we're coming close to the end on time. So if people want to work with you to get that full experience so that they can be the guy on the couch, watching the moderator to becoming that moderator and making money at it, how can they get a hold of you? They can go to getspeakinggigsnow.com, which is gigs with an S because you don't just want one, right? You want more than one. <laughs> so getspeakinggigsnow.com. A couple of things are available for you there. One, you can get the five top tips to get more speaking gigs. So just that'll pop right up. You can grab it. And then two, if you're like, you know what? This was the sign I was waiting for. She's speaking my language. I'm picking up what she's throwing down. Then schedule a speaker strategy session with me. The link is right on the, on the site. And I want to hear where are you at your journey as a speaker? Where do you want to be? And if I can help you close that gap, then I'm going to share that with you. Perfect. Ladies and gents, look, I promise you, uh, if you're worried about it, you know what I suggest you do? Go on a bunch of podcasts. There's a lot of people looking for guests. Get that practice in. Do what you need to do. It will dramatically change your life. Uh, and I'll tell a quick story, and we share this all the time. But uh, let's see. Up here, you can kind of see that little green jar up there. Yeah. James and I used that jar about, I don't know, somewhere around episodes 30 or 40. We would grab piles of quarters 
and we gave that jar a microphone and we were correcting ourselves because we would say okay or and or mm, after every single sentence. So as we were recording the show, if he heard me say it, he dropped the quarter really loud on the on the microphone. <laughs> and then if I heard him, we did the same thing. But it was a matter of continuing the process to perfect the skill that you're working on. So if, if public speaking is a skill that you want, communicating with people is a skill that you want, getting in front of people and telling them what it is you do is a skill that you want. Guys need to, the guys need to hit up Lisa and, and her website's scrolling across the bottom. So all you got to do is go to www.getspeakinggigsnow.com and get yourself in a position to succeed. That's it. It's very. I believed in you for a long time, okay? Right? Exactly. And Lisa's going to help get you there. You guys heard it on this episode. It's more than just learning what to say, it's setting up your entire speaking gig business. Get it done. Lisa, thanks for being on the show. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. All right, ladies and gents, we'll see you guys manana. Until then, have a great rest of your Tuesday afternoon. Peace, y'all, and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.